What's going on, everybody? Bob Street Toad Warriors. We're going to talk about some tips that are going to help you win your league. And that show is going to start right now. All right, Bob Street Toad Warriors live from Studio 1329. And I even have my first in-studio guest with me at Studio 1329. That's Mr. John McLenn. How you doing, sir? Fantastic. It's a lovely garage. I love going to people's houses, and their garages are all set up with all sports memorabilia, different kind of alcohols. It's like it's like heaven in here, man. This is great. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Just, you know, sports memorabilia, uh, alcohol, and some some hot tips. <laughs> Make sure I say that right. Uh, so it's not just us though. We got, uh, we got David, David, why don't you, uh, introduce yourself, sir? Yeah. First, thanks for having me on, Bob. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, nice actually before I get into it, I host multiple shows a week. So it's really nice to actually not host and be able to just, <laughs> you know, lay back and, uh, kick my feet up a little bit. Sure. And, uh, so yeah, you can find me, uh, at the Mendy 2 on Twitter. I'm the host of the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast. We do a football and baseball show, interview athletes and personalities, all that. Um, I write DFS, like my guy Beastie, for an up-and-coming site called Fantrax. And I write fantasy football and baseball articles for fantasy sports degens. And you can see me talk about my guy, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire, winning you your league this year there. So looking forward to shooting the S with you guys and talking some fantasy football. Love it. Love it. Seth, when we flip down to you at the bottom here, you can tell them where your Twitter handle is so that everybody can uh, get interactive with you on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Uh, at Seth FFL is, is my Twitter <coughs> handle that I never use. So Say that one more time. That you what? Uh, always at, No, never, actually. <laughs> but, uh, no, thanks for having me on. It's uh, been fun listening to you get your own show going and all your excellent guests. Uh, I know Beastie's been on a few times. And we, we talked with John before, so happy to be on and talk some fantasy tips. Yeah, and uh, BC's over there counting right now, and I think his number was accurate. He's counting uh, his lead over uh, over Du Bois, Kevin Du Bois, and uh, he, he had a chance to stay even with him today, but uh, still ahead, but even. But Kevin Kevin had some some life duties, which is reasonable. Yes. And uh, D- Detroit BC takes a little bit further of a lead again. So how's it going over there, buddy? It's great. Thanks for having me again. And uh, Kevin and I have been going back and forth. He's a great guy. I love him. There's no ill will. It's just, you know, fun when there's a lot of fantasy content, a lot of podcasts, a lot of articles and things of that nature. So it's fun to, you know, let your, you know, have fun with other people. Let your, let your true side show, I guess, in a way, instead sure. of being a, instead of being a prick all the time, I guess, on Twitter. Cause uh, I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Social media is toxic boys. Yeah. 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 I saw, I saw one earlier where someone went from hello to cussing you out with w- one comment and nothing in between. So it was pretty awesome. I don't know what you did to piss him off, but Hey, life's a, life's a blast. Right. So, all right. So let's get going on this show. Let's uh, actually, I can be found at Bob3Toad on Twitter, Bob3Toad Warriors on YouTube, and uh, the Word on the Streets fantasy football page, group page for Facebook. So that's where I can be found. Live streams are on Tuesdays, and the um, shows currently are dropping Mondays and Thursdays, soon to be Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays because the season's a coming. How many days away are we, boys? We are uh, the 10th. Today is the 
first. That's nine days. I don't have enough toes to count that, but getting close. <laughs> getting close. <laughs> so, all right. Today's show, as I mentioned earlier, put your damn fingers down, Beastie. Um, today's show, uh, as we talked about, is hot tips to, uh, to, to dominate your league and uh, hopefully help you out here. So it's going to be a mix of things that are pre-draft, during the draft, post-draft, in-season. It could be any range of them because they're all important tips to know. And uh, we're also taking your questions. If you have questions and comments, we're going to be talking about them on the show. And if you um, are watching on YouTube, and even if you're not, go and like, subscribe, follow all those wonderful things. Let's get this show going and uh, let's stop wasting some time. So uh, why don't we head over to you, Detroit VC, for, uh, for one of the first ones. Sure. Uh, so when it comes to draft, like a, it's not really a trick. It's a tip that I use personally. Um, if, if anybody's ever interacted with me or if we've chatted or, or watched a broadcast, I write everything down. Uh, I don't care what it is. I don't care where it is, how it's written, if it's in crayon, if it's in pen, on a sticky note, on a gum wrapper. I don't care. I write everything down uh, so I have it with me. Uh, at the time of, of like the draft, let's say, or a mock draft, uh, I'm not going to steal what other people are going to say, write everything down, you know, get all the, all my crazy thoughts and my ideas out on paper where I can see it. And I know a lot of us actually probably a hundred percent of us have smartphones now. Right. And I have an iPhone, so I'm able to just ask Siri questions and I leave it plugged in next to my bed. And I can't tell you how many times I wake up in the middle of the night and I have a thought and I, I don't trust myself to wake up in the morning and remember it. So, right. Hey, Siri, can you, can you say, uh, name my team, fresh Prince of hell air in the morning, you know, things, things of that nature, but any, any tips and tricks and numbers or anything I can think of, write everything down. If it's not useful, you toss it. Cause you never know when you're going to come upon uh, a target share, uh, on a guy that you're looking to draft in the 10th round, let's say. So, uh, my first tip or trick, write everything down, document everything. Document like, do you have proof to show that you actually document stuff? I mean, oh. I don't really believe that you document a damn thing. Oh, wait, there's this little right, post notes note or card. note cards. Yeah, yeah, and that's just for my this show. On, uh, <laughs> yeah, it really is. And these are for uh, I'm working on a, a, a backup, uh, like a handcuff article, ba- Battle of the Backups. I did some polls. I think about a week or 10 days ago, and I'm going to turn it into an article. And uh, there's about 20, 20 different handcuffs here that I would like to draft. And I have everything from what they did last year to what they're going to do this year, their target shares, their catch rate, their vertical jump. It's it's crazy, but I love doing it. And if I look like a serial killer because of it, then, <laughs> then so be it. As long as my 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 uh, rankings and my projections are uh, very accurate come end of the right. season, right? All right. So, uh since uh, since David, he's already trying to steal your team name. Why don't we jump over to you for for a for a, uh, a pick here, so that he doesn't steal one of your your ideas. Yeah, I mean, he insults me before the show. Now he's taking my ideas. Like, I don't know what I did to you, man. This just in: I want nothing to do with Hilaire this season. So you're safe. Oh damn! <laughs> so one and of the things I like to to look at is I look at the offensive plays from the previous season. You can see if the team keeps mostly the same pieces intact, their coaching staff, the quarterback, the system, et cetera. I'll look at their offensive plays and kind of average it out for the last few seasons. For example, the Atlanta Falcons, they've been in the top 10 in plays run each of the last three seasons, and they've been in the top five in terms of passing attempts, including they were first last year. 
So that, that kind of plays into someone like Hayden Hurst, who I'm really high on this year. They let Austin Hooper walk for pretty much nothing. And I think that's just, they think that that system is actually really good for tight ends and they think anybody can just plug in. So I, I look at kind of the, the plays run and, and uh, I'll look at kind of the, how each position does in that kind of offense with the coaches and all that. Uh, and another example, the Cowboys, they were 21st in passing plays last year and seventh overall in plays per game. I would expect in a contract year for Dak Prescott, pretty much he's going to have to get a long-term deal or they're going to have to trade him and let him go. So uh, I would expect to go up from 21st in pass plays when you take CD Lamb in the first round. And if you look at their receivers last year, Amari uh, Cooper had 119 targets uh, and Michael Gabb about 113 targets. So their other two leading targeters were actually 83 each for Randall Cobb and for Blake Jarwin. So you take those two off as 166 targets available. I expect Blake Jarwin to take a big jump. I expect CeeDee Lamb to make a big splash. I actually have CeeDee Lamb as a borderline wide receiver one. I think he's going to be the alpha in that offense. And I am all over him. I'll make sure I can get him wherever I go. I I like to look at the trends that the team has. And again, Dallas 21st passing the ball last season, still produced 119 and 113 targets for two receivers. I like their passing offense to go up this year. And that, again, means that I think the receivers are going to have really good years. All right. The Fresh Prince of Hilaire is a little seedy. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, uh, B. Hartley. 4144 out there on Twitter says, uh, stole those. I think he's talking about your note cards there. Stole those from the kids' virtual learning folder. Ha, fooled you. Doesn't have kids that he knows about. Um, <laughs> he said, just kidding, BC. Very true. Very true. I could have said it better. Um, BK2 Cole out there on Twitter says, I like it. Go Cowboys. He's a big dad. Oh, Cowboy fans. Friend, friend, of a, friend of the show. Friend of, uh, of mine in the league. So, uh, good guy there. All right, let's keep the show rolling, and let's go over to you, John. All right, this is you know kind of simple. It's not a, uh, it's not very hard to do. But look at your favorite rankers. Everybody's got their favorite guys, their go-to guys, uh, fantasy pros or four for four. You know, Bob's retold sloss. You know, all the important. Uh, damn, that never dies. <laughs> <laughs> all the important guys, you know. But uh, look at your favorite rankers and go through their rankings. Uh, See who they have that they're high or low on. Who, who's different high? Who's different low? Look into those players. Do some research, research and make your own rankings for draft prep, prep. Don't be afraid to move your guys up or down a round or two, depending on you know your gut instinct. Don't ever be afraid to trust yourself and go after the play, target the players that you really want on your team. It, it's not that hard to make your own rankings. It, it's it's just the more you do it, the better you'll get at it, and you'll see the more leagues you're in, the more drafts you do, the more everything, it just gets easier and easier. And once you start, it's hard to stop. So that's my bit of advice is start doing your own rankings and look at other people's rankings and see why somebody's so much higher than somebody, than another player, or why this player is so low on, you know, fantasy pros and that it's so low on, so high on Yahoo, you know, vice versa. The more you look in, the more you learn. That's the way to do it. Okay. I dig it. It's very true. Did my first rankings uh, for the league this year, or for the league for the pod this year, and it was uh, it was a little detailed. I probably went a little for a little further than I had to, but it felt good that when I was you know Twitter debating or even doing my own drafting that that the numbers I was looking at were numbers I was happy with, not just you know that other experts, league experts, consensus, 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 whoo, experts, uh, life. That's I thought I was in one of those loops. 
B. Hartley said, I love this point, John. Can you get different opinions on guys and combine it with your own research? Absolutely. Um, it's also sometimes good to hear more than one opinion, even if you don't want to. Oh. I'm going to go next with a little impromptu one, which maybe it's on someone else's. I won't go next. Can I actually add one thing on that? I'm glad that John said that because I think if you just want cookie cutter rankings, you should just look at Matthew Barry or, you know, one of those guys. Like, it, it, I think I've heard uh, BC say this before. No one should insult anybody for anybody's rankings because no one can predict the future. And someone, if you take Matthew Barry's rankings and then you look at them at the end of the year, they may be way off. I think everybody wants to just go with what the experts say. But if you don't kind of look into it and make your own predictions, then you're not really being yourself. You're not really – you want to be your own person, you know, and that's why I'm not afraid to make bold calls. One of my co-hosts on the show – uh, he's known for his bold calls. He has Austin Eckler as the number two running back this year. He has Kyler Murray as the number one quarterback. He has uh, he has Amari Cooper as the number three wide receiver. Like that's the type of things. It's like, hey, like be yourself. Do you? You know, like I, I don't I don't like when I see people like trash other people's rankings because who are you to trash someone else? You know. Yeah, yeah I, I just got lambasted this afternoon because I traded Noah Fan away to get Antonio Gibson on a on a team that has very very short amount of running backs and it's a dynasty team and the whole league's like that's crap why would you do that stupid worst mistake in the world who would make that kind of trade i would because i like that i like i look i like antonio gibson's future and i already i have a couple other young, young tight ends and i like it there you go there you go you gotta go go with the gut which is mine's growing so <laughs> all right uh set that kick over you yet not yet all right let's go for it bud all right. Uh, for me, I'm saying for this season in particular, know your depth charts for your mm -hmm. players because mm -hmm. this is a season where it hasn't happened yet, but if we get hit with COVID uh, for multiple teams, we're gonna the waiver wire is going to be more important than ever this year, basically. So knowing your players and knowing your players next in line, so uh, handcuffing essentially – uh, is going to be important. I'm not saying draft those handcuffs right now. Maybe draft handcuffs for other players that you don't have just to get the most amount of upside. But uh, I think that knowing your depth chart for your players is going to be very important for if and when things go bad this season. Absolutely. I'm going to throw one in here from myself. Um, and that is going to be, let me just double check. Do, 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 do. Yep. It's one of those things that when I was trying to type these in here, I couldn't think of a damn one. And then as you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, go, go. Uh, how about let's, let's let's say know your league settings. We went to a draft where it was pretty. It's a pretty loose league, um, but but on Friday they did a quick vote. I don't even know if it was really an official vote that really happened, but it turned into a super flex flex league. It's just a one and done type redraft, and. Um, I'm pretty sure that at least one or two guys drafting did not realize it was a super flex <laughs> league until about the fifth round. They're like, why are so many quarterbacks gone? <laughs> so, yep. Know your league settings. Know if it's PPR half point standard. Know if you need to start two kickers, um, two, two kickers, two tight ends, uh, two quarterbacks. Know if you have to start two kickers. You never know. Uh, B. Hartley's all up in the words. He said, another good call by Seth, followed by number one thing. Know your league settings and your scoring. Absolutely. Yep. Rule number one. Uh, no rule number one. All right. Love you guys commenting in. Makes it fun. Makes it interesting. Thank you very much. Let's uh, swing it back around to uh, to BC for one. So uh, I didn't want to jump in and be a jerk, but when when Mendy was talking about you know people trashing other people's rankings, my go to 
uh, I like I'm in uh, in L. I think BC's breaking up there, but I can guarantee BC's saying that when people are trashing your rankings, you just ask them this question. No problem. Where do you have them ranked at? What do you have them ranked at for or statted out for points and stuff? Is that where you're, where I, you're going there, Detroit? Yeah, you broke up. Sorry, sorry, I cut out for a minute. I was I, I always ask them, well, if my rankings are so bad, let me see yours. Oh, yeah. I don't And it's like, and it, it completely uh, vanquishes anything they say. Yeah. And last night, I, uh, it was last night, I, a comment about, uh, I said, yeah, Kenny G's a top 10. Kenny Galladay here in Detroit. He's a top 10 receiver. FUB, go waste another guy's talent here in Detroit. Like, I have any say so who comes to Detroit and who whose talent is wasted. So uh, some guy that uh, wasn't all put together there. So uh, real quick, another uh, tip that I have is uh, your cue, like in the middle of the draft. And that goes along the lines of what I told you guys in the chat prior to us uh, going live. Uh, know, know your draft, know your rules. And remember, see if you can get like a if the draft is already predetermined where you're drafting, if you're number five, you know, you're coming back around at, let's say, what would that be? Pick 25, pick 20 or something like that. So create a block of where your picks are specifically and just put four or five guys in each, you know, tier, not a tier of rankings per se, but a tier of, of how the draft is going to play out in mm -hmm. terms of where your actual selection is. Because I don't know about you guys, I've been in thousands of drafts and not one of them has ever played out how I thought it was going to. So if, if someone says, well, at uh, pick 10, I'm going to draft Joe Mixon and at pick 20, I'm going to draft, you know, those guys aren't going to be available. You have to plan ahead. You have to do your homework. So create a block of guys, highlight them in different colors, whatever you want to do to make it more fun and use your cue, use the cue to your advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. David, over to you, bud. Yeah, I mean, I'll just tie one of my next one with kind of what BC's saying and draft to get your guy. I get so tired of hearing people saying, wait, 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 tired of it. I don't want everyone and their mom, wait to get a wide receiver, wait to get a quarterback, don't draft Dobbins too early. Like, enough of this blasphemy, okay? Like, I'm big on Kyler Murray this year. I think he's going to be really good. I wanted, I didn't, wasn't going to overpay to get Mahomes or for Jackson, but I really wanted Kyler in at least a few of my leagues. And one of the drafts I was in, I knew Kyler Murray was on the way back. I had the fifth pick and it was on the way back in round four. And I said, the guy at the number one pick, that's the guy in my league, Brad, or the guy on our show, Brad is Kyler's number one QB. I was like, I know for a fact he's getting taken there. And I said, I know fourth round, everybody's saying, oh, you just wait till later to get a quarterback. I was like, no, I, I do think Kyler has that potential to make that Lamar Jackson, that Mahomes leap to potentially be the number one quarterback this year. So I was like, I'm making sure I take him in the fourth round and get him. Same with J.K. Dobbins. You know, if he is a 10th round value and you really think he's going to be that lottery ticket to win you a league, I'm going to take him in the eighth round and make sure I get him. And I don't like people that just say, look at the ADPs. You're taking him two rounds early. Like, if you really think this guy is going to be the guy, go get him. Don't don't listen to what everybody else says and to say, wait to what their ADP is, you know. So I just I think if you really believe in someone, you got to go get them. Sure. Sure. I can buy that. John? Your mic. I, was, you I was on mute, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, do mock drafts. That's my – no, I, I do mock drafts all year long. As, as soon as mock drafts are available on any site, Sleeper, ESPN, like any any 
any site that has mock drafts, that's I love them. I, I have time to do them. If you do a quick ones that are set for you know two minutes, you got again. They're guys are in your queue. You know who you like. The more drafts you do, you don't even have to use your queue. You'll just know like all right. I, yeah. And knowing where people are going in all these drafts is key to drafting when it's actually draft time. You'll know. You'll know like where to take guys, where you want your guys, where they usually go. If you do a hundred drafts in the off season, who cares? If you're bored at you know sitting in uh, your kid's sports or you're 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 bored at sounds terrible. Yeah, I got four kids and I, I you have no idea how much I sit in lacrosse, girls lacrosse practice and girls basketball practice. I have nothing but time to sit in the stands and watch practice all day we long. We understand you drove 40 minutes to the studio. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so the more mock drafts you do, the better draft you're going to be. And the more, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm going to go kill this draft. I'm going to go kill this draft. And the draft comes there and you're like, oh, no, and people get fluttered. You're kind of, everybody floods in your head. You got a thousand names going through your head at the same time. When you're drafting all the time and you're used to it, it's like anything else. Practice makes perfect. You, you just yeah. do it. You'll, you'll be perfect. You'll be better at it when draft time comes along. Yeah, you get in that zone and the, and time slows down. Even though that, that timer is just ticking away, you're comfortable. You're not freaking out. You're not going on tilt all of a sudden. Right. Until your guy gets snatched right before you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. No, I, I did some mocks. I just did a 10-team last night, and and uh, it was pretty close, surprisingly close to, to the way it rounded out. Uh, I think it would have been a little closer if a couple guys – because I was last, I was 10th in a 10th rounder or 10 teamer. If a couple of the guys would have realized it was super flex, I think more than just Mahomes and uh, Jackson, and, uh, Jackson would have went in the first round. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You definitely need to mock draft and get a little feel for it. So, anybody, anybody ever try mock drafting when you have keeper leagues? Yeah, it's a pain to put everything in there. It's not, it's so it's so not relevant to that kind of league almost. Well, uh, I know on Fantasy Pros, you can actually put in the actual keepers. Player by player. <clears throat> player by player. And I think you can do that with Sleeper, too, if I'm not mistaken. It takes a little longer to set up, but that can be a big deal because you have a uh, – my college buddies and I have a keeper league that we do every year, and almost all of the good running backs are gone uh, pretty much because everybody's being kept. Yeah. So a player that you – are looking at at the end of the first round is not somebody that you would normally be looking at. I find it, sorry to cut you off. I find it so important uh, what John said up top about, you know, doing your homework and, uh, you know, making a list of, of tiers and things of that nature, because depending on what platform you, you use, we know there's a, a million of them, ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, NFL.com. You know, there's so many sleeper, but everybody has different projections. So if you're strictly only been playing on sleeper and doing mock drafts on sleeper, then when draft day is upon you and you're on ESPN, you're like, well, I'm not seeing, you know, player a, I'm not seeing Kenny Galladay in top 10 wide receivers, you know? And so as John said up top, you get flustered and you make a panic pick because every platform has different projections and their draft rooms are going to look a tad bit different than if you're only, you know, using the same one. So if you're going to mock draft constantly, like I do as well, I, I, I go in rotation tonight is ESPN tomorrow's sleeper Thursday, you know, just any, any and all. So there's never uh, a surprise 
in the draft room as far as projections and, and ADP is concerned. That's why making your own notes and your own projections are so important. No matter where you draft, what, what city, what country, what website, your, your stats are yours. Your projections are yours. There so you they're, they're kind of foolproof, I guess, in a way for, for uh, yeah. plat the platform base. All right. Well, let's uh, let's bring in one more guest. We can't have enough guests in here. Let's uh, let's kick let's kick the show show right. screen out of here for a second. Let's bring one more guest in here. Let's bring in Mr. Jordan Reigns, Mr. At Fifty Shades of Drunk, my first or second favorite Twitter handle. <laughs> Two titties are fun is uh, might be my favorite one, but uh, it's definitely a close second <laughs> if it's not the first. Top two, I'll take it. How you guys there doing? There you go. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm not in my yeah. usual spot, but hopefully this uh this works out pretty good. Yeah, you sound good. Looks good. So um, why don't you uh, let the listeners and the viewers know where you can be found and uh, what you got going on right quick. Yeah, I'm Jordan Rains, F50 Shades of Drunk, like they said. I uh, write at Dynasty Nerds. I'm a senior writer there. Um, I have a podcast, uh, IDP411 which is hosted by expandtheboxscore.com. And then I also do my own podcast, which I just launched. Uh, it's called Defense Matters, mostly IDP, all fantasy football. And that's just going to be going over IDP rankings, uh, weekly rankings. I'm going to go over to do my top 24, maybe my top 36. We'll just see how it works out. And, yeah, that's pretty much where I can be found. And on Twitter, shit posting. Occasionally I'll put out some good content for people. And, yeah, having a good time with guys like you. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh... We ran into each other on Twitter last season, and I think you were in the Vampire League with me. And yeah, I lost. Time, I was so. like last place in the Vampire League. It was a yeah, nightmare. Yeah. It was a little rough. It happens. What are you going to do, right? Um, so we are talking uh, about some great tips. Uh, before we get into the great tips, uh, something pretty cool came up with uh, a little IDP for you recently. A little little announcement. Yeah, yeah. So you know, why don't you spill that on here for those who aren't as familiar? You well, might just I, accidentally, out there. I accidentally just hit my uh, mute my mic. No, <laughs> so um, excited. So Shut up, his own mic. <laughs> IDP one two three scoring is kind of like my baby. It's something I've been working on for a while. It's just basically an, an IDP fantasy football scoring system or format to, to let people kind of introductory into IDP, helping people kind of get into a league that's one formatted well and two scored like well. So you're not like having to really worry about is this player really worth this or that. Like you kind of know going in. This league has been set up to have um, a scoring format that's equal or close to equal on offense and defense. Um, and it's basically one, two, three is uh, pertains to like one and two and three point plays. So one point plays are quarterback hits and assisted tackles. Two point plays are <clears throat> tackles for a loss and solo tackles. Three point plays are forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, pass defended safeties block kicks, and then six-point plays, which you have to kind of have, you know, your your touchdown of the defense. That's sacks, interceptions, and IDP touchdowns. So, um, and Dynasty Nerds has decided to graciously, you know, make it kind of their default scoring system for all of our nice. rankings and all of our kind of analysis going forward over there. So that was kind of a big endorsement and a big, you know, shout out. And hopefully yeah. it brings more people into IDP. At the end of the day, that's all we want to do is just get more minds, more eyes on this, more people looking at it through the same lens so we can all be having the same conversation and hopefully pushing IDP in the same direction. So that was awesome for them to do. And hopefully, you know, this season will be kind of the first season where I know a lot of people are in or 
IDP one, two, three leagues. I'm in a bunch myself. I wasn't even in, I was only in one last year because I did like a test league, but I'm in several this year. I see people talking about, you know, having created leagues under that scoring format. Yeah. I'm in a Dan Seahawks, Dan, I don't know if you guys know him. He's doing an eliminator yep, for yeah, autism yeah. Mm-hmm. speaks uh-huh. and it's in that format and it's best ball. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the big news that's been going on with me the past couple of days or that kind of like they really solidified and decided we're going to move forward with that. So. There you go. So I'm going to move right to one of my tips, which is playing a league that uses IDP one, two, three. <laughs> there you go. Good yeah, I stole that on the fly. I told you I couldn't think of these while I was typing them, but boom. No, it's, I played IDP last year in two different leagues, and I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun looking at a different side of the ball. It was really cool. Um, but what I found it hard to do is unlike uh, – I want to look at PPR rankings. I want to look at half PPR rankings. I want to look at standard rankings. Four quarterback, two, uh, uh, four quarterback, four point per touchdown for quarterback, six point. There's so many pretty well standard things, and IDP is all over the board. So, I've been, I've been, uh, I know busting you up on on uh, on the Twitter, you know, here and there, like, hey, that's pretty cool. What can you know, what can find? So, uh, I think it's pretty neat, and hopefully, it takes on, and then uh, more people get, do get into it and enjoy it. So, uh, why don't you give us one of your hot tips? For winning your league, whether that's uh, IDP, non-IDP, it does not matter to us. I think you uh, shot me a few here. Why don't you give one of your hot tips, and then we'll swing back around. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Beastie here saying it just a little bit ago. You know, tier-based rankings are really the best way to go into a draft. You kind of know, especially if you do a lot of mocks, who you can get in your tiers, you know, in round seven versus like, oh, well, I can get this same guy in the same tier in round 12. So that kind of gives you, you know, a framework in which you can be like, I'm going to go to this other tier where I'm only two guys are left in that pool. So tier-based ranking for IDP especially is so important. I break my main draftable guys into basically four big tiers. Um, You know, my elite guys that I think are going to be ones, the guys that are like high-end twos but have one upside. Then I've got my twos and like my flexes. And I got pretty much guys that are going to be sitting on my bench and – that kind of chunks it off for you. And like he said, you know, when you do your projections, it kind of gives you a variation of being, okay, well, I know if I have this guy in this tier, I'm expecting him to score around, you know, a two. So I should draft him as a two, you know. That's kind of my my big – one of my big tips, you know, is just always be tier-based drafting. That sounds Offense, good. I defense. like it. Yeah, that's a big one. Definitely a big Kicker. one. Kicker. Was actually, one I was surprised wasn't on the, on the list here. So that's a, that's a good one. I like it. Uh, I think we're at Seth. Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, so I like to, when, I, when I'm when i trading and I'm looking for a trade partner, I want to trade from a place of strength. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is trade with a team that needs what you have extra of. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, if you're trying to go for one specific player and it's uh, on a team that, has no need of whatever it is your strengths are right now, it's going to be a lot harder to get that trade uh, trade done. But if you're just if you're looking to trade for better players or to make your team better, you can easily find a team in your league that complements yours. If you have a strong uh, a strength at running back and the other team has strength at wide receiver, you can obviously help each other that way. So the it. When you're looking for trade partners, look for those types of teams that complement your strengths. Sure, absolutely. Nothing like going to the guy with uh, with 20 wide receivers and trying to sell him another wide receiver to take his lack of running backs, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be all over wanting to do that. Doubt it. So very valid point. 
Very valid point. That's going to swing it around to me because that other one was just a bonus one that I threw in there a minute ago. Where's my cursor here? So for me, I'm going to go with one that is more uh, more in season here. I'm going a little, little seasonal here. No tinkering with your, your lineup right before game time. So my wife did this in a league. And uh, when she did that in the league, she sat Golden Tate, and then he went off for three touchdowns. Um, you know, you, you you did your research. You said it. Unless someone got hurt, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't tinker. Anybody else have a, have a nightmare tinker? That sounded really bad <laughs> experience. I know I've done it before. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, but that's okay. There's been a couple of times I've lost. Yeah. I, I missed I missed the playoffs last or two years ago in one of my home leagues by point .2 points. Because I played Marlon Mack instead of Kenny Galladay, and I'd had Kenny Galladay in my lineup Galladay. all week. This was like two years ago before people really bought into Kenny Galladay. I was like yeah. an early adopter, but I was like doubting myself and doubting myself. And I was like, fuck, I gotta play, I gotta play Marlon Mack, you know, and then point two points. Kenny Galladay went off for like 20. I think <laughs> I think Mack pulled off like eleven. And I was like, just get me a couple more yards. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah. I have right, to add to that because yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay did the same thing to me too, actually. This was a few years ago as well when he was first bursting on the scene. And I played Kenneth Dixon over him in the semifinals. Yeah. And what Kenneth was Dixon, old, old Ravens running back Kenneth Dixon, it was, uh, he was, uh, became the starter a few weeks prior because of injury. And I was like the Lions number two to three receiver versus the starting Ravens running back. I had Galladay in all week. And then the very last minute, they said he expected uh, Kenneth Dixon's expected to see 15 plus touches. I was like, all right, put it in Kenneth Dixon. And he got like six points. And Kenny Galladay got like 20 plus. I lost the semifinals by like 10. So, yeah, he burned me yeah. too. I feel you, dude. I feel you. <laughs> There's nothing worse than watching the fantasy shows before, right? From 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, and everybody's got all these different ideas, and they put all this new stuff in your head, and like, oh, I could. What am I thinking about this guy? They they try to change your mind, or they you got you're weighing 50 50 on who you should play, and you already made up your mind. But you know, Matthew Barry or somebody else comes on TV, and you know, it's like, oh, this is why so and so, or these, the guys on Yahoo will say. No, this is uh, you gotta you gotta play Adrian Peterson this week because he's gonna do something. And you're like, I'm not playing Adrian Peterson, but then it gets in your head, even though you wouldn't do that. Like, it gets Down in your head. And you're... Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you don't tinker? <laughs> That's a great tip. All right, Detroit don't Beastie, tinker. back over to you, buddy. Yeah, don't th tinker. There's one thing that I that I see year in and year out, and I don't think it's ever gonna go away. Uh, people get weirded out about drafting a guy are drafting guys with the same bye weeks. I pay no mind uh, when I draft and, you know, what each guy, what bye week each guy has. You know, most of the time it's so far down the road. I don't, I not to be rude right now, but I don't care about bye weeks. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. That's why you have a waiver wire. That's why you can, you know, trade and make moves. I mean, obviously you don't want to, your whole team, you don't want to draft your whole team and they all have week 10 buys, but you know, I, I've never let a let a bye week, you know, get it in my head uh, when I'm drafting. That's fair. That's fair. I'm a, I was in a league last year that there was zero trades. So if you want to fill bye weeks, one zero trades by default. It is. It was. It's a. It's a young young league, and and uh, they're just not big on trading. And so if you want to fill bye week, you were grabbing people off the waiver wire, which is fine. But you know. 
that league, I, I pay a little more attention to it just in case I can't swing a deal to to fill in a gap and not have to give up a good guy. Look at the benches. I don't know. I think you got to pay pay attention to the bench a little and now I'm myself. But. Well, I, the only reason I mentioned that is because I, I literally saw a comment with a, a few days ago in, his, in the first round. He didn't want to draft Julio because of the bye week and the other keepers that he had on the team. Julio and one of his stud running backs uh, are going to have the same bye week this year. So he passed up on Julio Jones just because bye weeks. And that is absolutely, I find that absolutely insane. You know, Julio is Julio is a dynasty, you know, stud type wide receiver. And, you know, worst case scenario, you take a zero at that position that week, there's 15 or 16 other games in the season. So I'm sorry, bye weeks pay no, I pay no mind to bye weeks in terms of my, my drafting. It's fair. It's fair. All right. D Mendio too. Yeah, so maybe it's the DFS guy in me, but I like looking into analytics and I like looking at statistics of things. And so I can <laughs> so I like to uh I like to dive in a little bit so if I can see a trend on a player before the rest of my league mates catch up to him, whether it's someone buried on the depth chart making their way up or someone that uh that if they get that opportunity, I've seen their limited work and hey. Uh, someone's out last minute with a hamstring injury. This receiver is going to be stepping up from the three to the two role. One of the statistics everybody knows is target share, which is definitely something you should look at. But one that I don't think people talk about is, is called a dot and it's the average depth of yards per target. So I like the stat over YPR, which is yards per reception, because you can actually calculate the, the targets and not look at the, uh, the pretty much, they have to actually catch the ball in the yards per reception. This is just, if the ball is thrown to them, they don't have to catch it or not, but you can see the, the depth of the route that they're running. So if you see guys like Kenny Galladay, he had the highest dot last year at over 15 yards a catch. Someone like Kenny Galladay, who's seeing 21% of the team's targets, hey, it's like all of a sudden I'm going to start throwing him a couple more wide receiver screens then he's, his ADOT's going to go down. But at that usage, if you have someone with a high ADOT, uh, I'm thinking again, Kenny Galladay, A.J. Brown, both of them can get more catches. It's, it's possible because they're an all-round receiver. They're just best feet. But they're number one guys that are going to come in and, and actually get the ball. You know, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, D.J. Moore, Chris Godwin. Those were the, so- the six top guys in ADOT last year. And then you look at their production, and it shows. So yeah. I, I, that's, that's something I like to look at. Um, and then if you're in a PPR league, uh, you know, any type of thing like that, conversely, you can look at guys with smaller A dots. You know, you'll see guys like I'm thinking like the Julian Edelman's who will have a, a seven A dot. That means they're going to be running seven yard routes, a lot more quick slants and that type of thing. You can see which guys to get some more catches. So, again, I, I just think it's an important statistic to use. And again, if you see someone has a higher A dot, uh, you know, like the, the Deshaun Jackson of the world are going to be in that class, too. You can kind of pick who fits right with your team and you can see who might break out before the rest of your lead mates might. Okay. So for the average person, where do they find this crazy information? <laughs> so you can go, there's a bunch of places you can find it. Uh, Rotowire has it. You have to, un- to unlock the full thing you have to pay for, but they do have samples of it. Uh, Airyards.com has everybody's from last year. They have, you know, air, air, ADOT, they have yards after catch, air yards, all that type of stuff. Um, you can also go to, uh, I believe it's teamrankings.com has it as well. There's You have to kind of research a little bit. Some sites you have to pay to see it, but other sites have it. So, um, But I would recommend if you're looking to take that step up from kind of just casual and you really enjoy and want to like just dominate leagues to really get into the analytics and statistics of, of it because it, 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 it shows. And that's how people, you know, who play DFS, win big money because they're able to see these types of trends and data. 
Um, and, and so I, I think it's valuable for any fantasy player to learn. All right. All right. Very nice. It's always nice to uh, to look in and see see what you got there um, on your team. So uh, let's go over to uh, Mr. Jordan Reigns for another one. What's up? All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to stick to my my vibe and talk some IDP stuff. But one yeah. of the main things you really need to pay attention to in IDP is the player's designation on the platform. Yes. So Sleeper, for instance, is really good about double tagging a lot of guys like Chandler Jones, Josh Allen, Zadarius Smith, um, Jason Pierre-Paul, Robert Quinn, Jabril Peppers. All of these players will have multiple tags, so they won't just be like a defensive back. Like Peppers is a defensive back, and he can be played as a linebacker. Uh, Chandler Jones can be played as a linebacker and as a defensive lineman, DL, just because of the way that their schemes are run. Sometimes they're 3-4, sometimes they're 4-3. They're not uniform across the board with this, though. There's a couple of guys on sleeper like Shaq Barrett, TJ Watt, Harold Landry that are not double tagged that play the same position that Zadarius Smith, Chandler Jones, Jason Pierre-Paul play, and they are double tagged. So you have to watch that. On um, ESPN, they put they have a new thing. It's called DE, but it's called it means defensive edge, not defensive end. Apparently, um, and Flea Flicker did this as well. I think where they've combined all of the outside linebackers and defensive ends into that defensive edge position. So they're kind of the the best at it as far as accepting everybody under that format. But you just really have to watch and know. Um, MFL are they're real sticklers about linebacker and de they don't hardly they almost never double tag anybody on there um i don't think espn double tags almost anybody either but i like that sleeper double tags people because it makes you know it gives you more depth at both the positions that one both the positions that they're doing and two it gives you versatility on how you want to set your lineup in a given week so if i don't want to play a linebacker that you know if i want to play a floral linebacker like matt milano who I just want, I just want eight tackles this week. Like, give me eight tackles, give me 12 to 16 points, um, you know, and that's what I want. And that's kind of what I think that he's going to get versus a guy like Zadarius Smith where or TJ Watt, where like they're also a linebacker, but they're a different kind of linebacker. So he could have two or three sacks plus six tackles plus a forced fumble. His ceiling is astronomically higher because of the position he plays. He's in more high leverage, high impact situations on the defense causing turnovers, getting behind the line of scrimmage, that kind of stuff, whereas a middle linebacker is sitting back and kind of waiting for the offense to get to him. Different situations. So you need to know where these guys are tagged, and then that gives you versatility on how you want to set your lineups. So that's what I would say is just know your positional designations on the platform you're playing um, if you're playing IDP. All right. I dig it. John, back over to you, bud. You get some of those sneaky guys in uh, on the offensive side of the ball, too, that have the – Offensive running back wide receiver designation, so mm-hmm. it's it goes across the board, yes. But um, uh, you know, we, we were talking about uh, t- trades earlier. Uh, don't be afraid to send trades out, even if someone like even if somebody has a, a ton of players in any position. Don't be afraid to send trades out. Don't be you know. Don't be. If, I probably send out a hundred trades a week across the board. I get laughed at. I get made fun of. I get whatever you know. It's so be it. Hey, somebody's going to say, Hey, I like, I know somebody likes the bears. I'm going to try and send them bears trades. I'm going to try and get rid of the bears that I, that I don't, I can't stand on my team. I'm going to, I'm going to, if I have too many running backs, if I have too many wide receivers, or even if, even if I'm trading to somebody else who has too many position, like we talked about before, don't be afraid to say, don't be afraid to send trades out. 
You're never if you sit back and just let your team develop and not don't make any improvements at all. One man gar, one man's garbage is another man's gold. You never know what's going through somebody's head. You never know who they want. You know you don't know who's going. I consider going fishing, and in my leagues, it's kind of the respect thing that if I send something out. I expect someone to send a, tr- a counter trade back. So it opens up conversations no matter what. So then you can see who's interested in on sleeper. They have, uh, and I think ESPN is the same thing too. You could like players on, on the other people's teams. Let them know who you're interested in. That opens up a lot of dialogue too, but don't ever be afraid to get rejected in a trade. You're gonna get, even if your trade is sometimes 40% better than somebody else, than what it should be, you're still going to get rejected because the guy, some people overvalue players. They don't want to get rid of somebody or, you know, it's their favorite player. So they can, they can never like mine is Chris Godwin and DJ Moore. I drafted them in round one and two in a dynasty league this year, which I overpaid for them, but I'm not trading them. Yeah, it's tough. I know. I just heard the kind of, Ooh, but, <laughs> that was me. I felt really <laughs> quiet too. I said a real time. I was like, <laughs> but when you like your guys, you like your guys, but it would take an awful lot for someone to get them off my hands. But uh, you know, it's, if somebody's willing to overpay, everyone's for sale. Everyone's for sale, but just do not be afraid to send out the trades because it's 99 of a hundred are probably going to get denied anyway. Even if you take your time and do all the math or look at these trade calculators or, or guys that you really want, it's going to get denied anyway. So expect a counter or try and send counters. If somebody does send you a trade to be courteous back, but don't ever be afraid to send trades. Cause that's the way, especially in a dynasty league, that's that's the way to do it. You you got years ahead. You got guys. You you have a vision for what you see in the future, and you you have a hunch before somebody else thinks of it, or you know what. what if you, this is your team, construct the way you want to. It's like your basement. If you're gonna put pictures of so you know your favorite athletes or whatever, that's you're just building it in your vision. Your vision is your vision. Don't let other people rob you of your vision. Go after who you want. Make your team the way you want it. That's that's my best advice. All right, I like it. Um, I see that. Um... Seth here looks like he was just clicking on one of my favorite uh, don't do's or do's. It's really a don't do little draft tip that he's seen me uh, seen me slightly fail on in a, in my first ever uh, <laughs> Superflex Dynasty League. Just totally botched it in my second year of playing fantasy football, and and uh, even got another funny one for you if he doesn't mention it. But go ahead, and why don't you tell us your next one here? Well, my next one was talking about uh, not winning your your league at the draft, but I know the one that you're actually talking about, and that is don't drink and draft too much. There you go, too much. That's too much is the, is the key much. there. Yeah, so it's fine to have a you know a drink or two, and know yourself as well. But your your draft is important because it's where you set the foundation of your team. You don't win your league at the draft, but you do set those foundations. We can blow and, up the draft. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, and it can uh, have it can make it a lot harder to uh, maneuver later on if you're maneuvered by outmaneuvered by your own your own self. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite, and I might go with Seth's favorite example of this is in a capology league where you're drafting as an auction, you're bidding. One young lady closed her laptop during the auction with about six players still left the draft. Tequila was definitely her friend that that evening, and uh, and it wasn't good for her draft. So this is uh this is kind of fun, but I have ten of my twelve leagues are live drafts. So all my it's all guys I've known since kindergarten. They run different types of leagues. All my stuff's live drafts, and the bar bill and the pizza, the food bill, all comes oh. out of all comes out of league entrance fee. So oh. we have fun. It's great. I mean. Everybody's over drinking at our drafts, so it's you know if everybody if anybody's messing, it's whoever has the best tolerance probably got the best team. But it's uh, 
It's uh, don't drink, don't overdrink a draft is one thing, but the league the league party is also the most fun thing of the year. So don't 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 try and be too conservative or too, you know, too safe. Make sure you have a good time of the draft because it only happens once a year. There you that go. True. Just like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Best day of the year. There you go. All right, I am gonna flip over to uh, myself. I'll flip over to myself here. Um, let's go with check your lineup prior to every game. I don't know if you ever been in a league with somebody who set their lineup on Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday before the game, they did they they did good. They did good. They set their lineup. That was great. You can see that they changed players on Thursday. They didn't come back on Sunday morning and check that somebody was back to being injured because Hilton was questionable or okay earlier in the week because the designations suck on that certain site. And then, you know, you got a player that's not playing. You got that person in the league that has teams not set. So definitely don't be that guy or that girl, depending on who's listening, uh, and be the person who doesn't set the roster, who you honestly think you did, and it turns out you didn't because especially this year, COVID, they get checked before game time, and all of a sudden they're on the bench. <clears throat> it's a real deal for this year. So don't be that person that doesn't check their roster and set their lineup because that's a bunch of poo-poo, a bunch of doo-doo. So that's uh, some technical terms for those kids out there. This is going to uh, be so weird this year with this COVID stuff. I'm, I'm so yeah. – I mean, you're really going to be at the top of your game every week, every game. And they're talking about having, what, Saturday games now too and maybe even like uh, other days of the week games. It, this might be a nightmare this whole season long. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. Uh, let's swing it over to Detroit BC. I think we got we got a couple more here, one or two, each, more, one or two more each here. Detroit BC, you're up. Uh, yeah, I pay a lot of attention to strength of schedule, and that's just a, a portion, just a small portion of the homework that you do prior to the draft. Strength of schedule uh, leads to matchup based starting. Uh, issues and i know mendy said the dfs person in him well the dfs person in me it's always good to you know pick on certain teams and we find out fairly early in the season who are the worst teams you know defensively and you're always going to want to stack against them so it makes for uh, uh a good waiver wire bid if you know let's say uh the Lions third string guy looks to get a couple more snaps this week and, and they're playing again in Jacksonville who is awful. So I would pick up, a, pick up that guy solely based on a matchup and, and worst case scenario, I drop said guy uh, after the week is over. Nice. All right. Nine minutes left to go in the show. We're going to kick into the lightning round here. Not super fast, but you know, uh, that was very efficient there. Beastie uh, David over to you. Yeah, just simple after the last one I escaped. Just push your drafts as late as you possibly can. If the Leonard, you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if the Leonard Fournette situation didn't show you, if the Damian Williams opting out situation didn't show you, if Joe Mixon having a headache, which maybe pushed him back, now he signed a contract, which is going to boost him back up. Wait till as much news has come out as possible. Wait till the week before the season starts. Do your drafts. Anything after that is unlucky. But if you draft, you drafted three months ago, so much can happen during that time. I know it's exciting to draft, but just for the sake of everybody's sanity, wait to draft until the week before the season. But particularly for your redraft leagues. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Those dynasties, you can't get that out of the blood. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Brain pretty hard. Jordan, over to you, sir. All right, I'm going to switch it up, join you guys on just the general game theory. But right. um, 
that one thing I think people over over emphasize is that there's like a right way or a wrong way to play season long fantasy, especially in redraft. Like after the first two or three rounds, like we know the data shows that it's like it literally is just like rolling dice after, you know, you can pick guys that you believe in and have more probability to succeed. But the hit rates just go down massively and it really is just a jumble. I mean, look at Austin Eckler. He was like a sixth round pick last year. And he delivered massively, but that doesn't always happen. You know what I mean? And think of the guys he was drafted around. Almost none of them hit, you know, Curtis Samuel, um, who were some other guys like in that area last year. Now, you know what I'm saying, though. These guys yeah. that are in these mid rounds. They're there for a reason. You know, they're not at the top because you can't really count on them. So when you see, you know, one thing that I used to always like get to me is I finish my draft and my buddies, you know, everybody, as soon as your drafts, everybody's riding each other, man, your team yeah. sucks. You suck. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh my gosh. Like, I used to let that get to me. I was like, damn, like I did fuck the shit up <laughs> bad, you know? And I would look at my team and be like, you know, I can see why somebody would say that, but I would look at other people's teams like, but they don't see, you know, but I would let it get to me. But now I've got to the point where like I draft confidently. And when I get a guy on my team and it's a guy I want, that's it. Lock it in. We're going into the season together. Like when I get my team set up the way I want it to be, that's what I'm going to do. Because at the end of the day, you don't know anything I don't know. We all have Twitter. We all have Roto World. We all have the same exact resources. We all listen to the same exact people. We all know the same exact narratives. We all do the same exact mock drafts. You all, We all make our choices, you know, and then you have to go into the season and see what happens. You have to line your guys up against their guys and see how it goes. So this idea of like winning the summer is something I always tweet about. And I'm like, everybody wins in the summer. You know what I mean? Everybody wins in the after the draft. You know, everybody's feeling like, but I mean, the reality is some of the most booty ass teams I've ever seen drafted go to the playoffs and win. I was in mm-hmm. a league two years ago. This is a funny story. I got to tell you guys this. One of my buddies, he's just, he's that guy, like way too drunk, way too, just all that in a bag of chips when it comes to the draft. This is how his three rounds in the middle went. He took Jimmy Graham. He took Delaney Walker. This is like round five, six, and seven, and he took uh, Greg Olson. None of them finished his top 15 tight ends that season. He also took Tom Brady in the middle rounds. That guy went to the, the championship game. Mm-hmm. He made it. He didn't hardly make any moves. He drafted Joe Mixon. He lucked into Fournette. He had Galladay, a couple other pieces. He made it. So to think that there's a right or a wrong way to draft, and like I'm saying, like those are those middle rounds, too, where anything's possible – you know, there isn't necessarily a right or a wrong way to play fantasy. So, I mean, you know, you put the best guys that you think are going to get you there on your team and you go. So right. don't let anybody I'm, ride you too hard. Ah, it's part of the fun, man. You got to you gotta poke jabs after the draft. Your team sucks. Your team's great. <laughs> you got to have some fun with it. Or especially if ESPN ranks your team number one, then you know you're doomed. Right. Well, ah. then, you can, then you have to let everybody know that, yeah, you did do really, really well because you have proof, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm usually, yeah. All right. Uh, here's one for you for those drafting on electronically on uh, computer drafts. Uh, don't trust the player board. It's crap. So – we print your rankings, have them with you. I think that's been mentioned a few times, but don't trust their boards, but exploit the hell out of it if your league mates will let you. So what I mean by that is certain players that you're really high on um, and think should be going a lot higher, or or maybe um, there was a player that just got kicked off a team like Fournette, and maybe you feel really good about one of those running backs. Those league sites aren't always caught up to ADP, uh, and so they haven't risen back up their draft boards since um, the player hasn't 
had enough time to get drafted, those kind of things. And so if you're playing in a, in a league that maybe isn't as doesn't like to carry paper sheets and they just use the online ones, people don't, we're lazy. I'm a guy, I'm lazy. I don't want to scroll down for five minutes to look for one player in the fourth round. I'm like, they should be right there. You should be right there, right by where I'm looking, right? So a lot of people aren't going to do that. That's why I don't care about those stupid ones on the computer. I'm going to use my own paper and then just go type in the guy I want and go find him so that I can sneak in, grab a guy lower that should be higher, or maybe I do wait an extra round because I don't think they're paying as much attention. Sometimes you play chicken and you lose, but sometimes you win and it's nice. So that's a little trick for me for exploiting the uh, the online people playing. So uh, I think I'm over to John. Yeah. Just making sure I'm off. Here yeah, you good. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, more of a redraft thing, but all of us have been in leagues for a long time with certain people and it, know your league mates. It, if it's a home league uh, or a multi-year redraft league, Look through the history for the trends. Some people are creatures of habit, especially when their team was better. They'll take the same people they had two years in a row if their teams, you know, made the playoffs. They 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 think I'm going to take the same guys again because my team did so good. You can really, really, you know, maneuver around someone's your your new lineup by just looking to see where people's trends are at. Take a minute and go into history and see what happened last year or the year before that, and see if somebody took the same players for two or three years in a row. You'll know how to navigate around their drafting to make your team better, or if they're heavy a certain position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seth, you got one for us? Yeah. So one, uh, like my preferred tiebreaker when I'm thinking of starting two different players, right? Maybe it's a flex position or whatever the case may be, uh, is if I've gone through my research and done my homework and I'm looking at these two guys and it's really, really close between the two of them, I'm looking at what am I willing to live with if one guy goes (laughs) off on my bench? So yeah. if if it's you know Kenny Galladay versus some scrub uh, wide receiver that has a really good matchup that week, I would prefer like this is me personally. I prefer to go with uh, Kenny Galladay because if I bench Galladay and he goes off on my bench, uh, he I'm going to feel a lot worse than just that if that scrub goes off on my bench. It's still going to suck. Don't get me wrong because you're going to be wrong at some point, but. That's my preferred method of tie-breaking when you're choosing between two different players. There is some serious Kenny Galladay love on this podcast tonight. He's a beast. Um, I thought so, it was required when we're on this podcast. He's a Chicago guy. He went to St. Rita High School, went to Northern Illinois University. He's a, a home guy, so Catholic leaguer. All right. Yep. There you go. Fantastic. Well, why don't we uh, swing back around the room, remind people where we can found, if it's on Twitter, if it's your show, if it's your website, whatever you got going on. Um, or if you don't like to be found at all, yeah, but okay, too. Not looking at you, Seth. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I go for it, John. I'm on Twitter. I'm the Twitter machine at John McGlynn 75. Nice and easy, nice and simple. Uh, I should have put it on a screen for everybody to look at, but I'm not that smart today. So, um, John McGlynn 75, feel free to follow me. I'll usually follow everybody back. I'm pretty good at that. I love seeing the more the merrier. I love seeing everybody else's opinions, their thoughts. It makes me a better fantasy football player by listening to what you think. So thank you for everything that everybody does on Twitter. There we go. Let's kick it over to David. 
Yeah, I'm at Dmendio too. You're on there. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm at Dmendio too. Uh, I again, you can check my podcast out, Trip Play Fantasy. We do a baseball and football show. We like funny and informative content. I think we try to be pretty loose and funny there. And I write for Fantrax DFS. I write for Fantasy Sports Degens. You can find all my my pieces of just fantasy articles there. And yeah, write to me. Let me know something. What's up? You know, down for a good time. Just send me a message and always pretty responsive. Awesome. Down to Seth, because I know you want to share this Twitter handle. Let's go, buddy. Oh, absolutely. If you want, you can read it on the screen here. But uh, I'm kind of semi-retired from the podcasting game. But my uh, former co-host, Kyle, has the Fantasy Football Smackdown pod at FF Smackdown pod on Twitter. And anybody that's listening to this podcast knows about that one just because uh, they're, uh, he's partnering up with Bob this year, but just want to give him a shout out. And he does good work. Good you it's pimping your co-host when you're not even a co-host anymore. I love it. What a love guy. It. What a guy. <laughs> Teardrops right there. <laughs> All right, Jordan, over to you. Yeah, like I said, Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk, one of Bob's top two. Okay. It might top be two. one. Handles on Twitter. Um, write at Dynasty Nerds if you want to read my writing. If you guys want to listen to my podcast, the IDP 411 is kind of like a general IDP show that I do with my co-host, uh, Jared Gray, and my buddy Steve. And then in season, I'm going to be doing a weekly IDP ranking show that should drop Wednesday or Thursday, so you're ready for the week. And that's just going to go over my top 24, 36 guys, and that's on the stream, Defense Matters, mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Look me up. I'm ready. Nice. It's like those... Uh... Oh, those Geico commercials wherever they are with the, the tattoo artist. He's one of the tattoo artists in town. Not the best one. This, this, the, the top two uh, Twitter handles. Not the best one. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. Look who's reinstated. Well, almost. <laughs> All right, Detroit. Uh, so go to my go to Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Uh, one of my pinned tweets is I'm in uh, a pros versus Joe's charity league. Uh, yeah. Donate donate to that to my charity of choice. It's a wildlife rescue mm-hmm. here in Michigan, and uh, you can co-manage the team with me. Uh, Dave Richard from CBS plays in the same league, and a uh, Pod Vader, the uh, guy from ESPN Fantasy Focus, is also in that league. His name is Jay Soderberg, I believe. And uh, this just in, I don't think I told you guys, all my rankings are now available on Fantasy Pros. And I just published my uh, top 200 IDP rankings, and it's uh, fresh on uh, Fantasy Pros just an hour or two ago. So uh, come come to my page, visit me, DM me, talk to me. Uh, let's talk about it. What's the point of doing all this if we're not helping and supporting each other, boys? There you go. A lot of great guests on the show. I love you all coming on, giving your content, getting your getting your ideas out there, giving people tips. I completely appreciate it. Uh, you guys are uh, fun to hang out with on on the Twitter, on the pod. So thank you so much. Uh, that's uh, it's me, Bob Street Toad, and Twitter, and Bob Street Toad Warriors on the YouTube. Uh, shows are currently Monday and Thursday with the live stream on Tuesday, replay on Saturday. That'll be changing up a little. And about a week and a half here, going to Tuesday's shows with uh, Thursday, Friday, and then the live stream Tuesday, replay on Saturday. That's enough stuff that y'all didn't write down. Don't worry about it. Just subscribe. It'll be in your ears. That's all you need to know. So for, uh, for everybody on the show, it's Bob Street to Warrior saying soon enough you'll be able to hit the wave wire, set your lineup, dominate your opponents. But until then, see ya.
Why are words so hard today?